Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Robbie Lula, Mike Sauter here with me as well. We are joined now on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline by Scott Docterman. He covers Iowa for the Athletics. Scott, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you doing today? Um, not as chipper as you are, apparently. <laughs> um, Scott, obviously Nebraska lost Iowa on Friday. Iowa gets that 10th win of the season. Uh, and uh, goes into that matchup with Michigan. I I wanted to kind of address the, you know, we heard a clip coming in here of of Kirk Ferentz after the game, and, and he was pretty emotional. Uh, it seems like he's been quite a bit more vulnerable in that sense this year. Do, have you gotten an indication kind of on why that is? It seems reasonably out of character for him but maybe I'm not as close to it as you are and and I'm missing the beat there he's always emotional this time of year I think it's probably a combination of uh not enough sleep after about (laughs) three three months and uh he's just very close to his players I I covered Dick Vermeil during his Mm -hmm. tenure in Kansas Mm -hmm. City and they're both real similar in that regard where they um they they have kind of tough exteriors, if you will, but if the, they melt when it comes to their players, their players' accomplishments, the things that really you know draw them close to human beings. And and Kirk does this, you know. I remember you know just about every year he seems to really well up, and and he, he kind of we've asked him about it before, and he, he always kind of says, well, that's. That's my dad's gene, you know. <laughs> He'd do the same thing. And then you look at his wife and, uh, you know, oldest son, and they're completely different. So it, it's, a, it's a phenomenon. But, yes, he has definitely been uh, very, very emotional this year. Scott, do you, think, do you think that emotion obviously probably has something to do with Brian a little bit? It adds to the mosaic of this season, no question. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that, that's an adversity that, uh, that he didn't plan for, for sure, and, and the rest of the team didn't. But, uh, you know, I think having Brian removed as offensive coordinator effective at the end of the season mm-hmm. um, added to the stress. But, uh, you know, the, the fact that they've lost so many really good players to injury mm-hmm. and they still find ways to win – and it kind of shows the the toughness that this team has displayed. I think it's something that really endears him. It draws him close to this team, and and uh, that's kind of I think adds to the whole emotional element of him. Scott, I know we've talked to you about this earlier in the season, especially when the stuff with Brian kind of came down. But 
How do you foresee the rest of Kirk Ferentz's career at Iowa playing out now that we're at the end of the season? Um, I know some people speculated that he, he might call it after this year. I, I'm curious how you think that plays out as he kind of gets older, Brian's leaving. Just, just what are your thoughts on how that's going to look? No, I, I would say he's probably got a neighborhood of about three more years. And, uh, you know, he's going to, you know, he's going to hire an offensive coordinator that either he knows really, really well um, or shares the similar philosophy. And uh, so, you know, who who that ends up being, I'm not quite sure yet. I mean, John Budmeyers, their senior offensive analyst, former OC at, at Colorado State, and that uh, he was the quarterback's coach at Wisconsin. I can see him stepping in that role and, you know, a lot of the speculation that we've had, there's been really no confirmation of that speculation as Paul Chris, the former Wisconsin coach, would come in. And and I think that, um, but as, as you see, Iowa's going to continue to, to play the way it desires. It's not going to change a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, you know, with the new teams coming in in the Big Ten, you know, it, it's going to stress that a little bit, but... You know, also line of scrimmage football still works, as Michigan proves. Scott, uh, as we kind of look towards that Michigan game, I know everybody looks at Iowa as kind of the sacrificial lamb uh, for Michigan there as, as Michigan was able to knock off Ohio State for a third straight year and, and they're trying to punch their ticket to the college football playoff with a win against Iowa. What what path forward do you see for Iowa to possibly pull an upset in that game? Uh, very little. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, um, but it does remind me a little bit of what happened. And this, is, this is seven years ago now, but in 2016, Michigan was 9-0, and ranked second in the polls. Um, hadn't, I mean, was number one in so many different categories, and Iowa had just gotten beat 41 to 14 at, at Penn State, mm-hmm. and and it looked like okay. I, I mean, I even predicted like 42 to nothing that they lose because their offense was just as inept as this version, and and yet um, what they did was they kind of dragged them into a street fight and played you know punt ball, uh, played very physical. Iowa was very physical that game, and. Um, Michigan made some uncharacteristic mistakes, and Iowa pulled out a 14-13 win on the last play of the game. Now, um, the difference is that was at night at Kinnick, where it's very difficult to play at night at Kinnick. And the, this one is at a neutral site, and cl- a little bit closer to <laughs> not much closer. But so I, I mean, I and it's a fast surface. So I mean, this is going to be an awfully difficult situation for Iowa. They're going to have to move the ball offensively. They're going to have to. Um, run the ball effectively. I think that's number one. And and if they don't do that, then they have no prayer at all. If if they do, if they can move the ball to the point where they get into scoring position, they got to score. They can't just um, get past the forty and and then piddle around and end up punting. I mean, they have to they have to take advantage of every single situation. And finally, they're going to have to play great red zone defense, which they're capable of doing. But it, it's going to be as big of an uphill climb as they've ever had because this is um, this championship. I mean, Michigan may be may be as good as any team we've seen in the championship era of the Big Ten. So I think this is going to be an incredible uphill climb for Iowa. 
21 and a half, though, like, does that seem to – I don't know why I feel like that's too much in this game. Is that – I mean, I know you just said it's an incredible uphill climb, but 21 and a half is like a ton. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I think, you know, what we tend to do is we seem to reset every single week and change mm. our outlook. And, you know, just – Barely over a week ago, they Michigan won thirty-one of twenty-four against Maryland. Mm-hmm. Right, and and so every game is different. I mean, who knows what their mindset is? They, you know, they've had a, a lot of adversity, all of all of it self-inflicted, of course. But uh, they've had a lot of adversity this year too. I mean, Jim Harbaugh's back. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're looking at this game, going, you know, they already got it won, and it's only Monday, so. Um, you know, their mindset's going to determine a lot about how this game gets played out. And it's kind of funny that the point spread is equal to, or close to equal to what the over-under has been for Iowa most right. year. <laughs> yes. But I, I think Iowa can keep it, it within shouting distance. I just don't think they have the offense to execute and, and, and make us an upset to remember. Scott, looking back at the Nebraska game, obviously Deacon Hill did not have a stellar performance What's a realistic version for him of a game he could have against Michigan that would keep Iowa in it? I, I'd like to give you a great answer, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it, it's, it, he's had a really odd year because um, the three weeks preceding the Nebraska game, he, he actually had a decent completion percentage, you know, uh, over 60% in those three games. The three before that and the Nebraska game, it's covered around 35%. So, you know, he's going to have to, you know, to boil it down, make the makeables. Meaning, you know, if, if something's there, he's got to make it. He's got to mm-hmm. throw that pass. And, and I don't know, and he's got a really strong arm. So maybe an indoor an environment allows him to take a chance or two that normally he wouldn't. But, you know, he's got to make sure that, you know, if there's an open receiver, you've got to hit it every single time. And they're not going to be open all the time. They're not going to be open a lot. So he's and he's just going to have to not make any major mistakes, which he tends to do about at least once every game. He makes something just inexplicable. So I I, <laughs> I would love to say <laughs> if he does this, 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 this it could happen, but I just don't see it. I, I can't see it because I've watched it all year, and this is by far the best team that they've played. Scott, real quick, can I shift gears to basketball? Because, well, that's what I like to do. Um, Iowa men's basketball, they're they're only the two losses. They get North Florida and then a a week from today is a pretty – or wait, yeah, a week from today is a pretty huge game. They open Big Ten play with Purdue. What have you seen so far from Iowa? Uh, I I saw them play Creighton uh, in Omaha here. uh, Obviously, they're – they're going to score a ton of points, <laughs> and I don't know about that much defense. But um, what are, what are your thoughts on them so far this season? Well, I think first of all, Fran should be the offensive coordinator. And there you Bill go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's probably the best outlet here. But no, I I mean this is a young team that's in kind of transition mode. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that they're going to have uh, you know they're going to be up and down, but mm-hmm. uh, overall they've got. They've got some issues they got to work through. Yeah. Scott Docterman from The Athletic, we appreciate your time as always, Scott. And uh, I don't know if I want to say good luck against Michigan, but uh, I hope you enjoy your time watching Iowa against Michigan. 
All right. Thanks so much for yeah. having me. Appreciate it. Thanks. Coming up next, we've got Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald here on Herd at Sports Radio.